0: Well, good morning, online audience. Good to see you this morning. Happy Easter. People are rolling in for church in person. You can join us for church online, or you can walk in the front door. 4240 North Perry Park Road in Sedalia, Colorado. Hey, do me a favor while you can. Um... Share this link with a friend on Facebook or YouTube, Periscope, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, or Instagram, Pastor Wayne H. Everywhere. We're glad that you're joining us. You can watch right here on the feed. We're going to be starting in about five minutes. So this is your five-minute countdown. We're going to start singing and we're going to have a great Easter celebration. I've got a special message today entitled, uh, A New Look at Easter. So join us here for Summit Church of Douglas County in just five minutes. Five minutes, everybody.
1: So, here are some church appropriate dance moves you can do whenever the Spirit moves you. So, get on up and let's sweat to some scriptures. Or maybe not, or just. just let's go. Here, we go. here we go. One, two, three, four. Make sure, it's on the face. See it on the face. Yeah. Bring it together. Here we go. Let it go. You take the stone. You let it go. You're unhindered by armor. Let that elbow sway. Elbow, 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 elbow. Okay.
0: One of my personal favorites. Resurrection. You gotta get
1: down to get back. Yeah. Keep working, it, guys. Keep working. It. You're doing great. I'm doing great. Now, keep it a little tight. Question. Yeah. Okay. Good break. There. Good break. Good job, guys. Here we go, ready? Get that, get that whip going. Scare those tax collectors. Those merchants. Yeah, yeah those merchants. up the mountain, with the knife, put your boy in the back, hoist it up, no, hoist it up, Abraham, no, hoist it up, Abraham, no, One hundred thirty guys,
0: we can do this,
1: This is important.
0: furthest away today. Who came from Colorado Springs today? All
1: right.
0: I get it, I get it. Who came from further than Colorado Springs? Who came from Summit county? All right. Where did you all come from? You further than Colorado Springs? I don't know much more I can do You Yeah. Wisconsin. Oh. These folks came from Wyoming, so you have them beat by just a little bit. Awesome. Hey, would you stand up? We're going to welcome everybody online. Welcome to Summit Church. Happy Easter. Let's do it one more time. He is risen. He is risen. Awesome. All right. Well, this is a song we've written ourselves. It's very easy. It's a call and response. I'll sing, then you sing back or sing along, however you want to do it.
1: I will sing, I will sing, I will sing.
0: else (laughs) right this is resurrection day Christ is risen he is risen indeed this is this is the day we really celebrate this is the ultimate Christmas present did you know that Easter is the ultimate Christmas present because the best present that God ever gave was Jesus and why did he come he came to give us new life he came to forgive us of our sins. He came to, to show that there's a better way, to fill us with his Holy Spirit, and he's given us his word. So let's just pray a blessing where everything that we say and do today, Father, we thank you that we can rejoice in you, that Easter is a time of celebration. It's not a time of sadness, it's a time of joy. And so, Lord, I pray you be honored in everything we say and do, and that today that you would be the kind, so kind to us, Lord, as we turn our hearts towards you. And Lord, for those today maybe who are watching online or maybe in the room and they feel far from you, Holy Spirit, would you just begin to draw near? And if we're confused, or if we're angry, or if this global pandemic has got us out of sorts, Lord, I pray you just begin to heal our hearts, lift the veil off of our eyes, that we begin to see you, Lord Jesus, for who you truly are, a loving and gracious Savior. Happy Easter, Lord. We love you jesus name Well, let's sing this one it's called this is amazing grace i believe it's on your your pdf song sheet there second column over on the bottom i believe it's page one on the pdf got it breaks the power of sin and darkness
1: who breaks the power of sin and darkness whose love is mighty and so much stronger the king of glory, the king above all kings who shakes the whole earth who shakes the whole Amazing.
0: standing and see all of you and hear these your voices just echo in this wooden chapel that for i don't know how many years has sat with no voices ringing on a sunday morning isn't that amazing it's like a miracle it's almost like a resurrection when you think about it right isn't it awesome it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome well we're gonna sing we're gonna sing this one called one thing remains you know no matter what you're going through No matter how hard things get, God will never give up on you. He'll never walk out on you. He's for you. He's not against you. Maybe you come today and you feel like, I'm so far from God, I don't even know why I'm here. Listen, God's here and He loves you. He's trying to reach out to you. Will you just reach back? That's what it's all about. So let's sing this one called, One Thing Remains. It's on the first column of I think the second page of the PDF there, or third page perhaps
1: higher than the mountains that i face stronger than the power of the great stronger than
0: time, for the resurrection power, for the forgiveness of our sins, for a new life in you. We're so thankful, God, that you took the time to come down and to die in our place and took the beating that should have been ours. We love you, God. We worship you. We honor you today.
1: Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the
0: Lord. I love And
1: I lift my voice.
0: Feel that? That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, awesome. man. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I see some tears here and there. Praise God. Praise God. This Sweet, sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Whew. Can't buy that. Can't bottle that. Can't sell that. That comes from heaven. It's a gift to us. Amen? Well, we like to read the one-year Bible around here. We, we have a high view of Scripture. I don't even know that there's, there's been a book that God wrote. It's called the Love Letter for us. And um, in the one year, every day in most one-year Bibles, there's a highlighted verse. And the highlighted verse is what we try to read every Sunday. For April 4th in the one-year Bible, the highlighted verse comes from Luke chapter 10, verse 9. And this is what's highlighted for today. This is Jesus speaking. He says, And so I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find... Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks the door will be open. What does that mean? God answers those who ask. God gives to the person who's seeking what they're looking for. For the person who persistently knocks, he opens the door. And as I've said already so far, I, I bet there's some folks either watching here today or in the room where you feel like you're on the outside, and they say, "Just open the door. <laughs> All you got to do is open the door. You'll come in." We have one more song called "What a Beautiful Name," and you don't have to stand, or you can, or whatever you want to do with it, but. The name of Jesus is the most powerful name. There's no other name given under heaven whereby men can be saved. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We don't worship an organization. We don't worship a religion. We don't even worship a book. We worship Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And it's by his name that we come today.
1: God. didn't want heaven without us, Jesus you brought heaven down, my sin was great, my sin was great, your love was greater, what could separate us, now wonderful, what a
0: supposed to sit i e our sins are forgiven, and that your grace has been offered to us, not because of any good that we've done, but because you're good, and you're loving, and you showed that you have the power over death, hell, sin, and the grave. So bless our study in your word today, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 Hey, that's awesome. So glad to have you today. Would you stand up and say hello to someone nearby? If you're not comfortable shaking hands, give an air five or an elbow or a wave something. Well, good morning, online audience. Glad you're joining us today. Welcome to Summit Church of Castle Rock Online. We're happy to be here for Easter Sunday. If you would, you want to support the ministry, you can mail a check to Summit Church, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, or text your gift to 303-625-9434. Follow the prompts using your smartphone, and uh, 100% of what you give by text goes directly to the ministry, or you can go to mysummitchurch.com and click the donate button. And we appreciate your support in the ministry. Would you take a minute? Share this link with a friend. Let them know that you're online and the church has begun. Hashua is about to start this sermon. And a happy Easter, everyone. We're glad you're with us on Facebook and all the various channels. God bless you. Grab your Bible and turn to John chapter 1. I might have you play something quietly too. Okay. Happy Easter. He is risen. I I love the sound of a fellowshipping church. You know, it's way better than sitting in my studio preaching to a camera. Yeah, amen. And I've had to do that during the global pandemic. Preach in my studio to a church that I am hoping is watching online. But isn't it good to worship in person today? You Woo! Thank you, Lord. And not, not to diss anyone that's watching online. We're glad you're watching too. But I think we're having just a little bit more fun in person than you are watching on a screen and so turn in your Bible with me to John chapter 1 and I've titled my message here today a new look for Easter. How many got some new duds for Easter? You got some new clothing for Easter? This is a new outfit for me. New boots, new new chinos. I got a new shirt. How many of you like to look a little fresh for Easter? Pull out the fresh stuff? Come on, right? How I many of you maybe gained a little weight, so you want a shirt that fits at Easter? Anybody? Come on. Yes. You like to look fresh? You got a new look? Maybe you shaved the beard for, for spring? I know I, I shave my beard and get a haircut every spring whether I need it or not. Yeah. Just like Davy Crockett. He got a haircut once a year whether he needed it or not. And uh, hopefully you have a new look. But, you know, Jesus gives us a new look at God. When we look at the Gospel of John. He's giving us a new look. At the kingdom of God, and when we look at Easter, Easter is sort of one of these unusual holidays. We're like, there's a lot of questions about Easter. There's a lot of symbolism. We're like, what, what's, what's the bunny about again, and what's the egg about, and why do we, what do we, what's it all like? Sometimes Jesus gets pushed to the side for the sake of a, of a chocolate bunny or some eggs, right? Come on, somebody. And I, let me just give you a little of the the what they call the etymology of the word Easter. You know, Easter is a derivative of <laughs> actually a pagan goddess that goes all the way back to Mesopotamia. Her name was Ishtar, right? And uh, her she goes by many names, and, and the the uh, Greeks called her Venus, uh, the Romans called her Diana, um, the uh, the pagans in England and the Celts called her Estra. In fact, that's where we get the estra from is Estra. Uh, so Easter, you know, but, but Queen Esther in the Bible, uh, her, her Jewish name was, anybody? Hadassah, Hadassah. But her Babylonian name was Ishtar or Esther. Esther. And so that same word Easter comes from Ishtar, Esther, Estra. It's all the same. It's all the same. And what's interesting is Ishtar in the old Mesopotamian lore is when she came to Earth. Guess how she came. Guess how she was born. A giant egg. A giant egg, and out popped Ishtar. And then any many of the idols that have her carved. In fact, to the Jews in their idolatry, their their version of Ishtar was Ashtoreth, and she always had a bunny with her. So interesting, right? That we. We opt for a bunny and chocolate and eggs rather than an empty tomb or Jesus, right? Or the resurrection. And I I understand, like, for us Americans, it doesn't mean all that. He's just like, oh, it's fun. We search for hidden eggs and we eat chocolate and we dress up and we look nice. But I just thought it'd be good for you to know the history of how did Easter get called Easter? To get a little closer look. You know, maybe, maybe eggs and bunnies aren't, shouldn't be the main thing, but maybe Jesus ought to be the main thing at Easter, right? And uh, so understanding who you're worshiping and why you're worshiping, why you're doing what you're doing, you've got to think about what you're thinking about sometimes, right? So I love the Gospel of John. Of the four Gospels, each one, I guess, is, is a favorite in its, own, in its own way, but I love the Gospel of John because it's the most intimate portrayal of the person of Jesus. John, many people uh, think that John uh, was a fairly well-to-do disciple. The, he had a, a home in Capernaum, and he also had a house in Jerusalem. And people believe that John was the one that Jesus leaned up against at the, at the table. You know, back in the, in the day, they didn't have tables with chairs in the Middle East. Their tables were about 18 inches off the ground. And you put one elbow on the table, you lean back, you have one food for eating, and the other, the other was for your elbow on the table. The elbow was supposed to be on the table. <laughs> And you'd lean against the person next to you. And everyone get close enough to the trough so they could eat, right? So John was the one that Jesus would lean against when he was at the table. And so John had a very intimate view of Jesus. And this beautiful passage, it's scripture, but it almost reads like poetry, the way the Gospel of John opens. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that, he, that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. And The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's not just good poetry. It is scripture. It's an insight into who is this Jesus. He's God's very own son, incarnate. The very word of God made into flesh. This word through which God created everything that you and I see right now. Isn't that something? And of course, John the Baptist, another cousin of Jesus, was a prophet of Israel. And he was calling all the people of Israel to repent. He says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn from your sins and live. He goes down to the Jordan River and he's baptizing people. And he says, but there's one who's coming, whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And then the very next day, Jesus comes down the hill to the Jordan. And he goes, it's my cousin Jesus. And God reveals to John in that moment, that's the one. He says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's the one that I was talking about when I said that I I baptize with water, but there's one greater than I who's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He's the Lamb of God that I've been talking about. And so the ministry of Jesus is launched. If we're getting a new look at Easter or a new view of what Easter is about, Jesus gives us a new look at everything. If you're taking notes, number one is this. It's a new relationship with God. Jesus gave us a new way of relating to God. See, in Judaism, God is not friendly, <laughs> God is not intimate. God is a force far away. He's a righteous judge, He's a lawgiver. And you better toe the line, or you will be judged both in eternity and in this life. If you read the Old Testament, it's pretty rough. <laughs> there are some pretty rough things. The God, the creator, God, the judge. Yes, the father of Israel, but he's not an intimate, near God. He's a, he's a God that only talked with one person a year, was the high priest and the holy of holies. And you could only see God from a distance, but you could never see God and live. And Jesus, he gave a new way, a new way of relating to God. He's the one who taught us to pray the our father Who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. See, no one thought of God as being a father before that moment. They thought thought of God as being this impersonal judge who was just waiting to bring down the hammer of judgment. But Jesus said, no, no. Yes, he is a judge, and he did give the law, and everything in the Old Testament is true, but you're not looking at him the right way. And he tells this parable of of the prodigal son. He's like a father who lost his son, and he runs when his son comes home. He loves his son so much. He just wants his son to turn and live and to come home. God's a father. This was a brand new way of looking at God. Maybe you've looked at God that old way. Maybe you've looked at God as the righteous judge and you thought, man, I I can't go to church. The roof would cave in if I walked into a church. You ever felt so far away from God you were afraid to even be around church or around Christians or... You don't even want to be around that guy at work that you know is a Christian. Come on, right? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no it's, I know it's going to, Jesus is going to come up again in the conversation. Right? But you know what that is? Some of that's conviction. Yeah. Some of that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, draw near. Come close. I love you. Would you turn to me and live? I want you. I, I'm, not, I'm not condemning you. I'm saying, please come. And I'll help you. I'll help you clean up. You can't clean up yourself anyway. That's right. It's only his blood that can clean me. It's only because of what he's done that I'm, cl- that I'm clean and pure. My righteousness, like Paul said, is filthy rags. Mm-hmm. My best efforts fall short. I'll never be good enough. That's why it's grace. Yeah. That's why grace is amazing. A new way of relating to God And the testimony of John the Baptist pointing to Jesus says he's the very Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And Jesus begins to select his disciples in chapter 1. In chapter 2, Jesus, of course, is in the desert and he's tempted. The very first miracle that Jesus performs is at a wedding in Cana of Galilee, not far from Nazareth, near his hometown, just southwest of the of that Sea of Galilee, that big old lake in northern Israel. In fact, we've driven through Cana. I think I saw the pizza place in Cana. Right, so there's, there's, there's a lot of Gentiles, Palestinians, and Jews all living in this area all at once. And it was the same back then. There were a lot of Romans and Greeks and non-Jewish people living in northern Israel. There was a party. And his, the, one of the servants says, they've run out of wine. And he says to Mary... They've run out of wine. <laughs> Mary goes to Jesus. Jesus, they, they ran out of wine. And Jesus says, Mother, this, my time hasn't come. What, you know, what are you doing? Like, no, that's, this isn't our party. But how many think that maybe Mary saw Jesus do something before? How many think that maybe the cupboard was empty? He's like, hmm, check again, Mom. Oh, there's Doritos in there, thank you. <laughs> Are you sure there's no milk? Check again. Oh, there is milk. Huh. Jesus, they have no wine. He goes, no, no. But then, you know what I love about this? Is Jesus listened to his mom. He goes, okay. She says, okay, okay, okay. Do whatever he tells you to do. Do whatever he says. He goes, okay, fill up those jars. Get those jars of water together. And this is, by the estimates of some scholars, maybe about 600 gallons worth of wine. That's a lot of wine. Big party, right? Jesus turns water into wine. It's interesting that, that Jesus' first miracle, it wasn't very utilitarian. It was kind of extravagant. It was It was to throw a party. It was to celebrate something good. It was just like... You know, he didn't cure cancer. (laughs) He didn't like make some, you know, battle turn out. It was just turning water into wine so the wedding wasn't spoiled. Isn't that something? That God cares about your joy. He cares about the little things in your life. And this first miracle, the law of first mention in Bible study is pretty amazing. that, That the first thing for Jesus was an act of celebration an act of rejoicing, just a simple act of extravagant kindness. There's a theme that I feel like the Lord has given us as a church for this year. It's God's love to everyone in 2021. God's love to everyone in 2021. You know, if everyone felt God's love, it'd be irresistible. You couldn't keep people away from church, whether it was Easter or not. Like, hey, I think those people really down there, they really like me. And I think I want to go spend some time with them. And I don't feel judged by them at all. I I feel loved. I feel cared for. In fact, if I don't go, I think they'd miss me. Right? That's what a church family is supposed to feel like. And so we've created, uh, back at the window there, you'll see, we've created several summertime events that we want to help demonstrate the love of God to everyone in 2021. I don't know, is my buddy Tim here today? He might be watching online. No, Tim Brown. He's, he's a motorcycle uh, enthusiast, and he's going to help me pull off this event called the Blessing of the Bikes. I know there's a lot of motorcycles that go up and down this Highway 105. Well, we're going to do an outreach on that Sunday, May 2nd, called the Blessing of the Bikes with a little chrome polishing station, maybe some Krispy Kreme donuts, pray safety over these motorcyclists and bring them in for some worship and maybe a message and just share the love of Jesus with all those bikers that come and go. I mean, that would be a good outreach, right? The fish are swimming right there, everybody. Let's just put a net out there and just catch the fish, right? Show the love of God to everyone in 2021. And then um, Maria and I are working on this um, food bank we're in partnership with, with the Food Bank of the Rockies on the second Saturday of the month throughout May through September, where we're going to be distributing food to any families that need food throughout the Douglas County area. And there's, there's one uh, that's happening on the first, first Saturday of the month, and then we're the second Saturday of the month. And we're trying to get every Saturday covered so that people who need food can get groceries they can get the help they need, Um, When school time comes around, we'll have backpacks for the kids in school. uh, Senior citizens that may be food insecure, all of it will be free. And they don't have to come to church to get it. They can just come and receive it. And of course, they'll be invited to church. But the second Saturday of the month, we'd love to have you um, help us distribute food. Or if you have donations, you want to help fill in the gaps with the food bank, that'd be awesome. I know that sometimes if you need food and someone gives you food. You ever been so broke that you couldn't buy food? Anybody ever been there? How many many of you just had groceries show up in your doorstep? Anybody ever ever had that happen? How does that make you feel? Feels like a kiss from God, doesn't it? That's what it is. That's what it is. Jesus said, as you've done it to the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. When you fed the person who couldn't feed himself, you were feeding me, Jesus said. When you visited the person in prison, when no one else would visit them, you were visiting me. When I didn't have a coat, I didn't have clothes you gave me a coat. You gave me something to stay warm. You were clothing me. Yep. God's love to everyone in 2021. Of course, then we're going to have a church picnic on June 6th. And it's still a little tricky with COVID rules and food and all that stuff. But we're going to do it outdoors, all right? So you can have your blankets and socially distanced. And we'll think, think about prepackaged food. And what, we'll see what the county guidelines are by June 6th. Hopefully, some of this stuff will be lifted a little bit more. And then... Uh, July Fourth is a Sunday this year, so we've made a decision to do a nighttime worship session on July Fourth. So you can sleep in on the fourth, but come for sunset worship here in the parking lot, and we're gonna have a little drive-in. We have an inflatable screen for a drive-in movie, and we'll do like a kids movie. And if we can see fireworks from here, maybe we can. Maybe we can. Any sedillions, you tell me if you can see fireworks from here. Maybe a little might bit. Yeah, depends on, but July 4th, that's the plan, is Is worship under the stars, and then August 1st, we're going to do a backpack distribution day and a teacher's appreciation day. I know teachers have had a tough time teaching on Zoom. Now, I was complaining about preaching o- over Zoom, but imagine what it'd be like for a teacher, six or eight hours every single day, Five days a week or hybrid. Some of you actually know what that feels
1: like. And
0: it's awful. And we want to show appreciation to those teachers. And is there politics with all this stuff? Of course. Are we not happy with how some of the unions have behaved? Yes, of course. But that doesn't mean all teachers are bad. Right? We need to celebrate those who are doing the right things and doing the best they can with what they have. We need to celebrate you parents that are homeschooling your kids. Woo! Not easy, right? So we're going to show some appreciation, and that's the launch of the new school year because school starts that first week of August here in Douglas County. So that's going to be a big, great, great celebration. So maybe before you leave today, take a picture of our calendar of events so you know what's happening at the church this summer. We're glad that you're you're joining us for all that. Point number two, John chapter two, Jesus gave us a new way to look at the temple. He gave us a new way to look at the temple. First of all, he clears the temple. He sees that the poor are being taken advantage of. They basically turned a church into a mall. Just imagine if everyone from the outlets came over here. Like, move these pews out of here. I got a Foot Locker to install. Nike's going over here and I got to put this over. No, there's no time for prayer or worship. Get out of here. Why don't we just turn this whole thing into a mini version of the outlets of Castle Rock? I mean, they'd be kind of offensive, right? <laughs> Jesus, he began to overturn the tables of the money changers and the merchants. He said my father's house is supposed to be a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. You've turned this into a mall. This is not why this was built. This is built for prayer. It's built for worship. We're here because of him, not because we want to buy and sell stuff, right? So we have to be so careful about that in our lives that not make relationships about trying to sell you something or being sold on something, but to stay pure and all of that. And so he clears the temple. And then we know in another gospel he talks about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he makes this statement as he's looking around. He says, he's, when he's clearing the temple, he says, get these things out of here. This is Luke, uh, John chapter 2, verse 16. Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures. Passion for God's house will consume thee." But the Jewish leaders demanded, what are you doing? If God gave you authority to do this, show us a miraculous sign to prove it. All right, Jesus replied, destroy this temple and in three days, I will raise it up. Mm -hmm. What, they exclaimed, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you can rebuild it in three days. But when he said this temple, quote unquote, he meant his own body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. He gave us a new way of looking at the temple. See, I love this church. It's wonderful to be in this church. But you know, the church is not a building. Mm, amen. You are the church. That's right. I am the church. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Wherever you go, you're a church. You might be a tiny chapel or you could be a mega church. That's right. But we're all the temple. We're all the indwelling place of God's Holy Spirit. And Jesus said it's a church without walls, it's a temple, it's a priesthood of every believer that we all connect with God and we all get the privilege of going into the holy place now. Mm-hmm. It's a new way of looking at the temple. I love the church. And should we show respect to a church building? Of course. Should we take good care of it? Yes, we should. But the church is not a building. It's you and I. This, this building is a tool. We could use a barn. We could use a school. We could, we could use a park, and we have. We can use a 10-by-10-foot 10 10 studio in my house with a camera. We can do whatever we have to do. The truth is, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's right in our midst Amen. It's a new way of looking at the temple. Number three, a new birth in God's spirit. There's a man named Nicodemus, a religious teacher of the law, who invited Jesus over to his house. If you go to Jerusalem today, many people have roo- rooftop terraces. They have a patio on top of their roof. How many love to sit on the back patio and watch the sunset in Colorado, right? They do the same thing in Jerusalem. They have amazing views. You know, coming over the mountain and over towards the Mediterranean, these incredible sunrises and sunsets on top of Mount Zion. It's like, it's a really amazing place to be. So almost every house has a rooftop terrace. Jesus is on Nicodemus' rooftop. They're having this this discussion that goes deep into the night. And, And Jesus, he says, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of the water and of the spirit, or being born again. And Nicodemus is like, what, what are you talking about? I can't go back into my mother's womb and be born again. First of all, I wouldn't fit. And I don't, she's probably not even alive anymore, right? She, and Jesus says, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about things of the flesh. I'm talking about things of the spirit. It says, as Moses was lifted up on the bronze snake and on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have forever life, or eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And and God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based On this fact, God's light came into the world, but the people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions are evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for their fear of their sins being exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Born again. Born into a new life your body, your mind, your whole life becoming the temple of the Holy Spirit. A new way of looking at a new birth in God's Spirit. And then John the Baptist exalts Jesus here at the end of chapter three. And he says, he testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few people, few believe that he te- what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can confirm, affirm that God is true. For he is sent by God. He speaks God's words. For God gives him the spirit without limit. And the father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. Anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. But anyone who does not obey the son will never experience eternal life. But will remain under God's judgment. And then Jesus approaches the Samaritan woman. And they're sitting at the well, many of you know this story. And the Samaritans believed that you you worshipped God on Mount Gerizim and the Jews believed you worshipped God in Jerusalem. And Jesus is saying, it's not about the buildings, you guys. You're not going to worship on this mountain or that mountain. It's not about the mountains. It's not about a temple. He says those who worship God are going to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And the woman says, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ, and when He comes, He will explain everything to us. And then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. I am the one you've been looking for. And then many Samaritans in that town believe. <laughs> she, she goes to the town. She says, come see a man who told me everything that I've ever done. He, he's the Messiah. He's the one we've been looking for. Isn't that something? And Jesus heals an official son. That brings us to John chapter 5. He heals a lame man. He's at the Pool of Bethsaida. There's this giant pool on the east side of Jerusalem. Actually, they're excavating that archeological site right now in Jerusalem. You can go to this spot and these deep pools, some areas of 30 feet deep, man-made cisterns really, places for holding water in Jerusalem. And he sees this man and they had a tradition where there was a particular pool that would begin to bubble up and The belief, the superstition, was that an angel would stir the waters and whoever got to the water first would get the healing. And Jesus sees the man, knew he'd been ill for a long time, and he asked him, what would you like me to do for you? Do you want to get well? He says, I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me in the the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets in there ahead of me. And Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Just like that. You don't need the the lucky jacuzzi. You got me. You got me. And then Jesus makes more claims about his sonship in God. And this is point number five as we finish. A new way to witness. A new way to bear witness of God. See, the old way of bearing witness to God was keeping the law and showing the miracles like the parting of the Red Sea or... Being a really good Jew, right? Doing everything just right. And Jesus gave us a new way. A way not just for Jewish people, but for all of mankind Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, Republicans and Democrats, mask or no mask. Come on. A Jesus that's for everybody. Amen. A Jesus that's bigger than all those other things I just mentioned. A Jesus that defies category. Amen? Come on. This is good preaching. This is what the gospel is. Jesus is bigger than our controversies. He's bigger than our politics. He's bigger than our opinions. And he makes the claim on his godhood. Verse 21 of John 5, He says, For just as the Father gives life to those he raised from the dead, so the Son gives life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who who sent me have eternal life and they will never be condemned for their sins. But... They have already passed from death to life. You know, if you, if you put your trust in Christ to forgive you of your sins, your ticket's been punched already. You're going to heaven, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's been decided. You ever been to, ever been to DIA and you had your ticket punched for Dallas and you tried to go to Cleveland? Guess what? You ain't going to Cleveland. You got the ticket for Dallas and you're going to Dallas. That's what Jesus has done when you make the exchange. He said, but, oh, but I've made too many mistakes. There's no way. No, no, it's not about you. It's about him. It's never been about you. It's always been about him. It's never going to be about you. It's always going to be about him. But I don't like that. I want it to be all about me. Tough. It's not. And it never will be. (laughs) Ooh, that rubs us Americans the wrong way, doesn't it? Because we get this message like, oh, you're worth it. You deserve it. It's all about you. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's all about him. Jesus gives forever life to those who'll trust in him. And those who have, you've already passed from death to life. When you're sitting at the gate and you're getting ready to hop on the airplane to go to Dallas and the ticket's been punched, it's just a matter of time. Right, that's right. All they got to do is say, plane's boarding. Hop on board. Right? You're going. Mm-hmm. Ticket's punched. You're already going. You're checked in. This is the check-in process. I like to call it the gospel. The G-O-S-P-E-L. G. God created us to be with him. We're all made in the image of God. We're made for a relationship with God. He wants to have a friendship with you, but our sins, they separate us from God. Sin is not tolerated by God. He's holy. So there has to be done, something done about the sin problem. Sins can't be paid for by doing good deeds or you know, writing a big check or like giving a lot of, of food to the poor or like you know doing some kind of favor. Maybe my good will outweigh my bad. Nope. That's not how it works. Paying the price for your sin and mine. Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. And everyone, anyone who will say yes to Jesus can have their ticket punched and have that forever life that he promises. And that life, that forever life, it's not just one day when you die. It happens the moment you say yes. Yes. And then you start the discipleship process. He starts working on you. <laughs> he starts grinding down the rough edges. He starts checking you on some of your attitudes. He starts going, hey, I thought you said you loved me. Yeah, I do. Well, why don't you say you're sorry for that last thing? Oh, oh, I hate it, but you're right, Lord. Right? When you become a Christian, suddenly you start having that little gnawing feeling like, ooh, yeah, I need to stop that. (laughs) Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That convicting power of the Spirit. You could be watching online, or you may be in the room here today, and you need to say yes to Jesus. Believers, we just be praying here for a moment. This could be a big moment for some folks. Maybe you're a believer already. In fact, let's do it this way. Every eye open, every head up, looking around. If you love Jesus and you're proud and you know that you're a Christian, you know that you've got your ticket punched, that you're not relying on your own righteousness but on his righteousness to get to heaven, raise your hand, right? Good. Very good. Okay, you can put them down. Maybe you're in the second category. Maybe you're like, I'm kind of a Christian. Like, you know, I went to church as a kid. <laughs> I think I believe this stuff. Kind of want to believe it, but I'm not sure. Like if I died, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. But I'm I'm not very religious. But I, I like I like the ideas of Jesus. I'm just not sure. Raise your hand if you're not sure. It's okay to raise it. You're not going to be judged or whatever. And you can, you can do it online too. All right. Thank you. Maybe maybe you've never done it. Maybe you've never said, "Okay, Lord, I want to make the exchange. I want to do it." I'll, I want to finally give up. I want to surrender and say, not my way anymore. Lord, your way. If that's you, just say, yeah, me. Uh, Today is my, finally it's my day. Let me know online too. if you're, This is your day to say yes to Jesus. And I have some folks that I know and love very much, very near and dear to, who are agnostic, they're atheist. They'd say, I believe if I could. I just don't believe. I just, I don't know if I can. It, it, if you come here with that, that's okay. We're glad that you're here. You're in the right place. And you can raise your hand and say, that's me. I don't, I'm not a believer. Don't think I ever will be. But uh, I like you guys, you know. Raise your hand and say, that's me. That's okay. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep hearing this truth about God's gospel and the love of Jesus. I guarantee you, you hear it enough. You'll start to understand. You'll start going, huh, maybe there's something to all this. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. I wonder if, church, you would pray this prayer of commitment to Christ for those who might be praying it for the first time. Pray it out loud. Say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I am sorry for my sin. I am sorry for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank
1: you.
0: I believe that God raised you from the dead. I believe that God raised
1: you from
0: the dead. Please come into my heart.
1: Please come into my
0: heart. Be my Savior. Be my Savior. And be my Lord. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining. Yes, let's give a hand to people we'll giving life to Jesus. Well, once again, Happy Easter! It's so nice to see every pew We've got people in it today. That's so so cool. And uh, don't be a stranger, everybody. We got lots of cool events happening this summer. Hopefully, you can make a habit out of coming here. And uh, we loved, we just love uh, love having you. And um, I know many of you have your own church families, and that's great. Be a part of that. Get involved. Stay involved. Grow as a disciple of Christ. We do have some resources in the back. So all that's on a donation basis. So if you see a t-shirt or a book or anything like that, it's on the honor system. If you don't have money to pay for it, you're like, but I really like it. Just take it. Just take it. And your tithes and offerings are already paid for it, but it's it's a way to kind of just bless the ministry and help it keep going. And if there's a resource there that you like, Take it with you, and, and you'll be blessed. So, why don't you stand with me? I'll give you the, the blessing, and we'll get out of here. Thank you, God, for resurrection power. Thank you, Lord, for Easter Sunday. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you and give you his peace. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Greet one another. Go in peace. Serve the Lord, everybody. Thanks for being here.
1: He has risen. He is risen.